This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's now time for Women on the Waves, a show focusing on issues affecting women, here on Christchurch's community access station Plains FM. And today on the Women's Lives Women's Stories Show, I'm speaking to Jax Hamilton, an inspirational cook, passionate about music, storyteller, and a British Jamaican Kiwi. While I'm not a foodie, I said yes to a friend's invite to a meetup group while Jax was presenting on Vegetarian Food for One. And I found Jax completely inspiring and passionate and wanted to know more about her. Kia ora and welcome, Jax. Kia ora. Thank you for having me, Rachel. It's lovely to be here. Really lovely. Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. I read on your Jax Food Hacks website that you love the quote, the best treasure is found on the other side of fear. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. What is it about that that inspires you? Well, it, well, well I, I love stories. All types of stories, you know. I'm a I'm a massive reader. I love that hedonistic drop into another world. Mm. And if you consider the biggest pirate treasure stories, you know, they find the map beneath the, um, you know, it, it, somewhere terrible, you know, like under the floorboards or something, and it's it's only half of the map. Then you have to find the people to get the boat. Then you have to get the boat. Then you have to sail the waters. So you have to go through all of your fears to get what you need. Mm. And if you consider, whenever treasure is found on the sand, there's always a curse because no one's worked for it. No one's worked for it. For me, that's what life's about. All the things I've ever done that brought me the biggest treasure also created the biggest fear in me. MasterChef was one of those. It was soul-destroyingly terrifying, but out of it, I have the life of my dreams. That's the best ever treasure I could ever have because that makes me the best version of myself. It makes me a great mother. It makes me a great community person. It makes me a great friend. It makes me whole. Mm, mm. That's the best treasure ever. And that's a. I love the way you framed it as treasure. Yeah. Uh, because it's rather than focusing on the challenge or the trials or the struggles, it's actually this treasure. There's yeah. something at the end. Well, there's something at the end of the rainbow. I want to say. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think if you take the, you know, you close your eyes and you consider what's happening in your body when you are in that fear mode, and then you close your eyes and you think of what's happening in your body when you're excited, exactly the same. Mm. So we can just peel that label off, really, when mm. we want to, if we're strong enough, and just slap on excited. Mm. And I consider as well, because I did MasterChef, and, you know, I did it after 18 years marriage and I was a solo parent, and all of the, I did it when I was never supposed to do it, and I achieved so much. I think to myself, every time that happens again, then I need to take that jump. Mm. I need to take get that map, go to that island, dig, 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 and find more treasure. Mm. That's mm. the only thing you can do in life. Mm. Mm. When I was younger, I read the story, The Hero's Journey, Joseph Campbell, and he said all great stories are that moving through the stages of life and the the challenges and the trials, and that's how we grow. That's what life is. Of course. It's an opportunity to grow. Yeah, and I always think as well, Rachel, the, the longest amount of time we will ever have is now. Yesterday's gone. We don't know what's happening tomorrow. I don't know what's happening this afternoon. So now, so I give everything I have 
to the moment of now every single time. And that's why when you come to my cooking classes, I just put all of me into it. Like every single ounce of me goes into just demonstrating those classes. I love it. And then I go home and I sleep for a day and a half because I know I've given all of me to everyone. It's so mm. important. Mm. It's really important to me. Mm. And as I was reading more about you on your website, that what kept coming up was love and community. Yeah. That, that yes, you do a food and the taste and the flavours, but you're cooking from a place of love and you're creating community around you. Yeah, because I am born of love and I belong in the wider version of community. And I don't mean the people that I live around, but I, live the, I mean the whole world. And I think it's my, you know, I don't have a right to not be a good human because mm-hmm. it took so much for me to be here, mm-hmm. to be healthy, alive, and to be, you know, to be in a place of, you know, I have so much of gratitude. So, um, yeah, my community is really important to me. Mm-hmm. And when people ask me to do things, if I only don't do them if I just can't, really. You know, how dare I not? Mm. Does that make sense? It's a very gracious, very open perspective. Um... But I think you get things back. I, I often find that, especially when I need it, I get what I need mm. and not too much. I'm not the sort of person who chases a purse. I mm. chase passion. I think when you chase a purse, you lose the passion quite quickly. Mm. And so I really try and balance things well so I can do what makes me laugh and do what helps me get through life. Mm. You know, I'm not about so much about making a living, but I am very much about making a life. Mm. It's mm. really important to me. Mm. You know, I'm too old now to do mm. anything else. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and it's not in any way I disagree with that. Just I know having gone through moving countries, moving cities, divorce, um, a breakdown where I just couldn't function, um, it takes a lot of confidence to push yourself through that and I can see in your life story there's many times you've pushed yourself through tough times and what what gives you that internal strength or the drive or is it a spirituality that drives you you talked about being born of love yeah and I I, I mean like you I've had this this life of many many like a a massive tapestry of things that have happened that have coloured it and and also made it very sad to look at you know I did, my, when I was born, I was the fifth of six children. And by the time I was born, literally there was no love left, literally. So my childhood was loveless. Mm. So I have had to find my own love for my own self to be the person that I am today. And of course, I lived it, I'm from London. So I you know, grew up there, met my husband and he was from Timaru and we moved to New Zealand and our marriage fell to pieces. And, and I fell to pieces because I was, my anchor had been cut adrift. I was nowhere. I was kind of floating in this place and I was like, well, who am I now? Um, but then I had my children to concentrate on. So then I had to take the next few steps and I went to England and I had quite extensive therapy because I needed to consider the conditioning that I had had that hadn't worked for me and I'd made those choices based on who I was then. Mm. And I knew I could be a better version of that. Mm. Um, so, and that was all around the MasterChef time. And I came out on the other end and I thought, well, you know, I'd had this emotional explosion and all these pieces were kind of raining down on me. And I just thought I'd be an idiot to put them back the same way they were. So let's put them back differently. Mm. And that gave me, that was very empowering and inspiring that I could actually be who I wanted to truly be mm. um, at the beginning again. Mm. It was a nice kind of the end of a dance and the beginning of another one, mm. you know? Mm. Just reminds me, I was talking to a friend yesterday about uh, 
her frustration where she's at in her 40s, like her, her dreams when her teens and her 20s of where she would be and just feeling like pushing up and failing and failing and failing again. But actually, in talking to people, I hear so many stories, 40s, it's never too late. It's never too late to reassess, to put that past to one side, to reassess, to create a new life. No, I mean, I, I spend a lot of time in nature and I consider, you know, in every calendar year, you get four seasons and winter is when everything's lost, it looks dirty and horrible and cold and rough, but it, the, the loss is to prepare for new. Spring comes and it's, everything's brilliant and wonderful and sunshiny again. And that's how I see life. I see life as seasons. And I also think when it comes to spring, as me as a person, you know, if you consider, if you plant a seed on a Monday, if your expectation is to have the fruit on the Friday, then that's, you're going to be letting yourself down. Yeah. To get what you need, you have mm. to cultivate, you have to look after, you have to spend time, you have to really consider what it is you want from that seed. Mm. And within every seed, there's a potential for so much. So it's how you look at the seed and your seed and who, as you are mm-hmm. and what you're going to do for the next you because mm-hmm. we all kind of die and then we regrow and we die and we regrow. I mean, I was 44 when I did MasterChef. I'm 53 now mm-hmm. and I consider within that time so many things have happened for me to regrow into this person I am today. And, you know, for me, failing forward is the best advice I give to anyone. I'm a businesswoman, so single solo operator. I don't have a husband or a boyfriend, so I do all, everything myself. Tell me what you mean by failing forward. So it means, it, what I mean is when things go wrong and you feel like you failed, you take the lessons out of that and you take that forward with you. You fortify yourself. You, you, you know, if I'm making um, a dish and it fails, I find out why, you know, I look at the troubleshooting and I think, right, next time I won't do that and I'll do this. And in life, that's what I do. You know, when I make business relationships, for me, it's always a seed. I, I, I think about people's values. I think about um, who they're working with. I think about what they say. I think about um, how they talk about their clients, how they talk about their own. All of those things come into what it is. And, and I've come to a certain point where I have built this amazing business community based on the failures that I made in the past. Mm. That's so important because mm. I'm not a business person. I'm not, you know, I'm not as in as in I'm not trained Everything that I have built to be successful has come from my experiences, and that is it. Mm. Got it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It has to be. It yeah. Has to be. Yeah. You know, if you, if I say to my children, if you're walking along and you you fall over a stone, a rock, mm. you don't just stand there at that rock. If you're walking again, you see a rock, you decide how you're going to navigate it. Are you going to stand there, or are you going to go over it, going around it? Are you going to dig it up? Are you going to throw it away? Are you going to make friends with it? Are you going to pick it up? What are you going to do with that rock so that you don't fall over again? Mm. That's very simple, but often people do that. They come to a certain point and they go, well, it failed, so I'm just going to stand here mm. and watch everyone pass me. Mm. That's so wrong, mm. Mm. you know? And it's not nature. But it's not nature. I completely get what you mean. You know, I'm really feeling winter. It's not the hibernation, the the seasons. We often can lose connection with the seasons. Yeah. And late, nature's always death and rebirth. Yeah. Constantly. People say to me all the time, what's well, freezing today? And I'm like, yeah, it's just honest, isn't it? It's winter. It's cold. Yeah. I'd rather say, how are you? What are you up to? Don't you look lovely? Don't you smell lovely? I don't need to talk about the weather. Weather can do its own thing. It's like going, sky's blue. Well, yeah, it is. And I, I'm all about really living and taking mm. all the juice out of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and that's why I am this person, you know? I think because I don't 
conform to what people expect. I do what is right in my life. Mm. And and the, and whoever approaches me at that point, that's it. Mm. Mm. What are you most excited about going forward at the moment? Oh, my gosh. You know, my life is really bizarre. The phone rings and it could be one thing or another. Um, I really want to spend a lot more time helping people. I feel like I have um, this ma- amazing opportunity to, to kind of hold hands and help people through some things. So I think... My intention um, is to do that more here in New Zealand. And if I can, I'd like to do it in England. I, there are some, there's lots of suffering going on over there, and I think I could help because that's where I'm from. And I always have a pull to that. So, you know, I, it was a full moon the other day, and I set my intentions, and we just have to see what happens. But you just never know. You know, you came to one of my cooking classes, and this has happened, and you don't know, never know who's listening. So... You know, we'll just have to see. Mm. I never really set things down in... I never really set things down. I just just wait and see, because that's what my life has been for the last 10 years. And it's been amazing. It is amazing. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're a dancer. Tell me about your dancing. Because <laughs> I love dancing. I love... I dance in my car. I dance in the shower. I dance with my cat. I dance when I'm cooking. In fact... You know, I always say I'm cooking and then a dance comes into it, but it's the other way around. Because when you when you cook, there's a grace to it. You know, you pour and you chop and you taste and you stir and you move. And I always like to cook with music. I love music and I'm a real avid collector. You know, I have vinyl and I have, you know, digital and I have CDs. Um, and I play the clarinet and I'm learning to play the guitar. So um, there's always some sort of music around me. My children are very musical. Um I could not live without it. And so I just love to dance. I dance in my living room. Um, yeah, I just dance all the time. It's just one of those things that I just, I can't do without. Mm, mm. It's a funny thing, really, because not a lot of people, are, you know, people are very embarrassed by it. Um, you know, if I go to a party and there's a, mu- there's a song on, I'll just get them and dance with people. I'm like, well, what is she up to? And I'm like, yeah, well, this is music and there's music on. So it's a party, so I'm dancing. Yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, that's just, that's my life. Yeah, yeah, hmm. absolutely. What do you love about being a woman? Oh, wow. What do I love about being a woman? So in England last year, um, I sat with my friends and one of my friends, Lulu, said, um, in a very Cockney accent, she said, do you know what I love about being a lady? We can make things that no-one can. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, she said, well, my mate has got one arm and she made a baby with two arms. And I just thought that was... <laughs> And then that she, is good. Do you know what I mean? And then she said, <laughs> and she said, she made a baby with a penis and she hasn't even got a penis. And I just thought that was a very, very <laughs> simple way. Do you know what I love about being a woman, though, is that um, we are in touch with all parts of who we are. We are deeply emotional. We are deeply spiritual. Physically, we can do, um, you know, amazing things. You know, just recently, our Prime Minister, you know, put her baby aside and she changed the gun laws. And people thought that was... It, it was, it, And it is a quite a massive thing. Mm. We're not scared. We're not frightened. We um, we are warrior wahine, and I love that, collectively, you know. Um, and I wouldn't want to be anything else, you know. I, I, I love my bumps and my lumps, and I love... Um, that I cry when I need to cry, and I love that I'm in touch with my emotions. Um, and you're in touch with your shadow self. I am in touch with my shadow self, mm. and I live very authentically. Mm. Um, I feel like um, I wouldn't want to be anything else ever. I love being me, and I love, love, love being a woman. Mm. I love it. That's mm. a great question. Mm. Yeah. 
What do you love about being a woman? Well, I started asking in some of my interviews, not all of them, because I'm wanting to rewrite that story for myself. Because yeah. I haven't loved being a woman. I've, I've had massive, I've had endometriosis, which is chronic Ooh. pain. Mm. So there's a lot of pain associated with femininity. And um, I stopped saying it, but what I used to say when I was younger, when I, come, when I came back my next life, I'm coming back as a man. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's time to sort of, you know, yeah. and I'm embracing the middle of my life and being middle-aged and being proud of that. And, and I find, as I say, I'm middle-aged, people are like, oh, no, 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 you're too young to be middle-aged. Well, I'm like, but I'm 47 and um, I may or may not live to 100, or, you know, but that's mm. kind of, I've, I've gone through a lot. And um, so it's... It's a work in progress at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I can't authentically say what I love at the moment, mm. but I'm working on that. Yeah, good on you. But, I mean, the good thing is you're confronting it, aren't you? Yeah. I think when you can sit there and say it, then you're confronting it, you know it. Yeah. There are a lot of people out there who would not say it, know it, confront it. So, mm. um, yeah, that's that's the perfect way to kind of assess your inner pantry. You can say, mm. well, this is that, and I know what I'm doing. Some things are getting a bit stale. I'm going to chuck yeah. them away. Yeah. I'm going to replace them with that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's beautiful. Yeah. That's... Um, it's like the old tired story, because I think in stories, you know, like I've just, I grew up reading, 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 love libraries, work in a bookshop, just stories. And so I was like, I got to that point and I was like, well, that story's like tired mm. and sad and depressing. Let's write a new story. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm. And so. if you think about your life in chapters, if you read a book and the cha every chapter was exactly the same, you wouldn't mm. finish that book. Well, why mm. would you? Mm. And a lot of people live the same chapter over and over again mm. and they wonder why. They're disillusioned by life. Mm. And, um, and uh, you know, I, I always say to people, I don't understand why somebody's got happiness and unhappiness and unhappiness to choose from when they've got actually the, the, the total other option is happiness. Mm. Why would you choose more unhappiness? Mm. Mm. People get locked in that condition and I, I hope that in some way... In my life and my journey, I can inspire people to choose differently mm. just by being real and authentic mm, mm. and being the most true to, of myself I can possibly be. Because mm. no one, not a lot of people live that. Mm, mm. Yeah. And kind of exploring the opposites. I don't know yeah. why that came to mind, but it's, I'm a bit of a gypsy and I've lived lots of different places and moved and I love travel. Like, I feel like the best, happiest version of myself when I'm traveling, exploring someone new. Yeah. But at the same time, I long for community and connection and a home. So I'm kind of, I grew up in Christchurch, but I've spent a lot of time going and coming back and going and coming back. But I want to have my base here, but still enjoy travelling. Yeah, and so you should. The world is a big place with lots to see. Mm. And, you know, you know, that's why I say, you know, when you met me that day and I told you about the day, one day a month where I choose to do completely opposite of all the things that I ever do in one day, which mm. actually really takes me in lots of different directions. And in the doing of that, I have made friends, I have been to places, I have done things I would never, ever do. And it makes you really think about all the options you have in the 24-hour period, really, and what you do do every day the same. It, it's incredible. It really is incredible. Mm. And I love that about the freeness of life, not just mm. my life, but anyone's life. Even mm. if you've got five children and a husband and four dogs, you can still do things differently if you're brave enough, mm. if you choose to. How did you get that idea for the one day a month? I was married and I wasn't married anymore and I recognised that 
because I didn't have that other person in my life to say, no, don't do that, or let's do this this week, I decided I would do it for myself. And it started off because I am an Urshanine Convent School, school educated girl, and the nuns told us all these things that we should never do. You should never pass on the stairs and never drink standing up. And you, so your whole life you just do these things, even at 53. Oh my gosh, better sit down and drink my cup of tea because Sister Mary Auburn told me to. So it started off with little things, standing up and drinking or, you know, walking along um, and passing people on the stairs and wearing different shoes. Mm-hmm. I like all of my shoes. Why can't I just wear one of each? You know how provocative that is to the people of Christchurch and the people of the world, actually. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so it started off really small. And then I went to England and a friend of mine said, I think you should, on one of those days, you should do be a, mo- a life model for a class. And I said, what, take off my clothes? And she said, yeah. And she said, I'm going to call you every day and tell you to do it. Because on that day as well, if someone tells me to do something, I will do it. But some people don't know. So the whole month of February, about, how many years ago? Oh, about four years ago. She called me every day and said, do it today, do it today. And in the end, I did do it. So it was really, really interesting um, what that did as well to me as a, you know, a, a very curvy lady, giving myself the opportunity to do that for these people. Of course, they didn't care. They were like, they were there to draw. They weren't there to look at my body in any way other than as, you know, this piece, mm. this beautiful sculpture thing to do. And it was, it was, it was, it was such a revealing thing because after that then at home, I'll get up in the morning and I'll do so many things just naked because I can. Mm. You know, it, it really prompted me into loving all of that, all of me and all of who I am and not having to cover up, especially when there's no one there other than my cat who just sits there and sleeping anyway. So... Yeah, it, it pulls different parts of me out that I wouldn't necessarily pull myself. And that's really important. Mm. Otherwise, I think we live life the same every day mm. and, you know, mm. nothing changes. Mm. I'm aware that you've chosen New Zealand, you've chosen Christchurch. What do you want for the future? What, what do you want for the community? We've gone through a lot in the time that you've lived here. Yeah, so I moved here in 2001 and I've been here 19 years. Um, I was born and bred in London. My ex-husband was from Timaru and uh, we brought our children over when they were four and six. And, you know, Christchurch has really changed for me. Um, It was always very embracing, but it never really had the cultural diversity that I needed to kind of to really to grow. And then the earthquakes happened and we had this forced migration and um, of people kind of leaving and, and, and arriving as well. And it brought, it brought another different face to the city and uh, one a city that I feel more, even more embraced by. You know, it's, it's really weird to live in a city that's brand brand new. But what I would like was, would be to see it grow and include and be very inclusive mm. you know i i really need that my children are mixed race so their ch- their father is as you know from timaru um i have chosen it as my home i won't live anywhere else even if i go and live in london for two years i'll always have a home in papua Nui because i love christchurch i love um the the innocence of it you know there is a real beautiful innocence to this city that um keeps me young mm. you know um being able to navigate around and meet my people and eat in my favourite restaurants and walk through Hagley and say hello to my local butcher and everything. For me, that is the perfect way to live because mm. it means I can kind of spread myself out and not have to worry about falling over the edge, which is what I often did in London. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Got it. So we're going to end with a song that you've chosen. Tell me what appealed about... What was it? 
the waters of match. Yeah. So this song. Yeah. It, it, it's it's it was it was it's an original from uh, my childhood by a, a jazz trio called the Water Wanderley Trio, and it's just got. It's got lovely. It's a she does. She's got a beautiful voice, and it's a great song. And um, it it really penetrates me with the music and with the lyrics. And I love to sing to it. And it doesn't often come up on my playlist, but when it does, you know, when you get that favourite intro to a song, it just makes me really happy. It really, it was going to be either that or Club Trop- Tropicana by Wham. I didn't want to do that to you. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Rachel. Wow. A stick, a stone, it's the end of the road. It's feeling alone. It's the weight of your load. It's a sliver of glass. It's life, it's the sun. It's night, it's death. It's a knife, it's a gun. A flower that blooms, a fox in the brush. A knot in the wood is the song of a thrush The mystery of life, the steps in the hall The sound of the wind and the waterfall It's the moon floating free as the curve of a slope It's an ant, it's a bee, it's a reason for hope And the riverbank sings of the waters of March It's the promise of spring, it's the joy in your heart Eu pe, eu show, eu macho estradeira Passarinho no mal, Pedro a tia tiradeira Eu me ave no céu, eu me ave no chão Eu rega pum, eu fonte, um pedaço de pum É o fundo de poço, é o fim do caminho Não rosto desgosto, em pouco sozinho Aspir, raspa e capo em Daniel It's a drip, it's a drop, it's the end of the tale It's the do you wanna leave in the morning light The shot of a gun in the dead of the night A mile, a must, a thrust, a bump It's the will to survive, it's a jolt, it's a jump The blueprint of a house, a body in bed A car stuck in the mud, it's the mud, it's the mud A fish, a flash, how is showing It's a hawk, it's a dove, it's the promise of spring And the riverbank sings of the waters of March It's the end of December